Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. There's a lot more punks than there was four years earlier, but there was also as many posers. Posers were people that looked like punks, but they did it for fashion. Welcome to SLC Punks, a Utah jazz podcast brought to you by the staff of SLC Dunk. Now here's your hosts, Michael Lohman and James Hansen. Alright guys, welcome back to the SLC Punks Podcast. This is your host, Hanson James. And this is Milo. And it's another week of jazz basketball, but this time the jazz are playing better. They're winning games. It's more Yay. fun. People are people are people are somewhat happy in the in the comments. But anyways, the Jazz are winning games and it's a lot of fun. No thanks and to Quinn Snyder. That's Sorry. right. It's freaking Quinn Snyder. Quinn Snyder you, Quinn you Snyder know. sucks. After what the win, a, this guy is a coach you want to keep for generations. What an idiot who can't win like eighty games with uh without three starters. Yeah, what a I, moron. I feel like he's <laughs> so, just making them run through screens for the sake of running through screens. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, the Jazz are winning a lot of games. Well, not a lot of games. They but they've won like two or three in a row, and one of them was on the road against the Raptors. A really nice win. That was a really and, great win. That was a fantastic. I'm surprised by it. Oh, it was an exciting win. There was a game winner by uh, someone we want to talk about tonight. Ricky Rubio. Ricky Rubio, who went to a BYU game the other night. It's kind of fun. He's basically part of the community. He really is. But we're going to talk about two things tonight. El Ricky Rubio de de España. And then we're going to talk about a Hoops Hype article with some jazz trade rumors. Because honestly, I thought tonight we'd be talking about the jazz trade that went down, but it hasn't yet, and I don't know if it's because the because very life isn't fair. That's why life isn't fair, and and you know we can't always have what we want. But uh, tonight we will talk about some jazz trades that might go down. And uh, anyways, let's talk about the jazz winning streak lately. First, uh, they're playing a lot better. One of those reasons, honestly, is Rudy Gobert looks like he's actually healthy, mm-hmm. and we're we're finding out again that Ricky Rub- or not Ricky Rubio, Rudy Gobert is a superstar, and when he plays and plays well, the Jazz are always in the game. Almost always just are close or have a chance to win. But the one we want to talk about tonight is Ricky Rubio's been playing really well. Michael, you had some stats that you had kind of pulled up and some yeah. some of Rubio's recent stuff that's some really good signs from Ricky Rubio. Yeah, so so the, the worrying sign when Ricky Rubio had first come to Utah Jazz at the beginning of the season was it was like a, high, a very high usage rate. But more importantly, he was taking a lot of shots and he was scoring at in high volume, which tells you that he's never done that before. And you're like, yeah, this is definitely an outlier. And it turned out it was, and he came crashing down to earth. But what what's been really exciting, probably you know, for about the last five games, is is a he's um, he's averaging like the numbers that we thought he was going to average when he first got to Utah Jazz. So you know, he's been averaging about. 
you know, about, what, 11 points per game, 6 rebounds, 6 assists, about about 2.5 turnovers, and a steal. Like, those, those were the numbers when they were like, we want to turn him into a Jason Kidd type player. That's what a lot of people saw. You know, a guy who's not going to score a lot, but is going to facilitate, going to be able to hit down an open shot if necessary. But the even better thing is he's shooting about 35% from three, which for Ricky Rubio, that's like getting 40% out of him. So, oh, yeah. I, I mean, so he hasn't been bad. So I, so that's been a real thing. And then when he's on the court, you know, he's, he's positive. He's giving – like – the team is in in the positive when he's on it. He has a positive plus minus over the last five games of one point six, which is good. Like this is this is this is what you know. If you for for us, this is what we wanted to be able to see. The problem is, is when you combine Ricky, and and and, and to be fair, like I know the Ricky Rubio fans in our comment section are going to be like, finally they admit it. But it is it is true when you combine Ricky with Derek Favors and Rudy Gobert, the the combination is terrible. So much so that Zach Lowe has even pointed it out on his ten things he likes and doesn't like. And one of the things he does not like is the Utah Jazz starting lineup. Uh, the Utah Jazz have the worst starting lineup of any team in any team in the league when they play Ricky Rubio, Donovan Mitchell, Joe Ingles. Derek Favors and Rudy Gobert. The problem is you can sub anybody in that two or three position, whether it's Donovan Mitchell, Joe Ingles, Joe Johnson, Jesus, um, Michael Jordan. You can put anybody in those two spots, and it doesn't work because those other three players are just just can't space a floor. So mm-hmm. you create all this gravity in um, in the paint. And you don't really have to worry about Ricky Rubio on the perimeter, so you can have you can definitely have a floating perimeter player to guard your floor spacers. So it just kills things. And so, and, uh, well, and it makes sense because you have it. We've talked about this before a little bit too. Is just it becomes so easy to guard the Jazz. You just have to drop back, and it's no wonder that Rubio struggles because he just does doesn't have anywhere to go. And yeah. so it's just it's not it's the least surprising thing. Yeah, it's, it's not like everyone's like, what? This? So and this is something we've been talking about since I think like week three of the season. That, that the Utah Jazz's um, offense is just terrible when those guys share a court. So much so that uh, Quinn Snyder is you know subbing out either Derek Favors or Ricky Rubio or something within four minutes of the game to, to you know, start this staggering of minutes. The reason he's starting all of them is, if we're being honest, it's, you know, egos. It's egos and agents. Uh, and, and for everybody out there who's like, well, this is ridiculous. You don't listen to an agent. It's like, yeah, you kind of do. Especially when, you know, these agents, you know, are over a lot of different players. And when you hit free agency, if they've been dealing with your your organization – and fighting for their player to get minutes, and then they're you're like, hey, we'd like another one of your players. You're gonna be like, well, let me tell you what I've been dealing with, so and so. So you kind of have to play this ego card and, and and play it. Plus, at the end of the day, you know you have three really good players. You just don't the pieces don't match up. And we and uh, Andy Larson has been saying this um, since the beginning of the season. We've been saying this since the beginning of the season. Is this is not a problem so much that Quinn Snyder is going to be able to fix. It's a problem that Dennis Lindsay has to fix. 
It's a, it's, it's, it's a trade, you know, it's a, it's a trade problem. What's, what's been awesome though, the last couple games, the Utah Jazz have started to get some momentum with Rudy Gobert being back. They've been able to, their defense is able to clamp down. And so they're able to overcome these, you know, these, uh, problems and limitations of their offense. Uh, with Rudy Gobert out there being able to defend the paint and you know do what Rudy Gobert does best. Yeah, I I honestly you watch Rudy and you can just tell it's a he's had two pretty I mean close to catastrophic knee injuries. Both times his knees hyperextended and he's come back and it's just it's no wonder that he's struggled because he hasn't had a chance to just build his strength back, but slowly you can tell he's getting back to his game shape. There was a there were points in that Toronto game where he was top 10 player in the league Rudy Gobert yes that, it, it definitely looked like the the old Rudy was was back out there like he, the the thing with Rudy right now is his defensive rating when he's out on the floor is 94.9 over the past three games so it, it's phenomenal. it's starting to look like it's back the problem right now with Rudy Gobert is is uh so in the wins, he's had an offensive rating of 96.9 and a defensive rating of 95.4 in the past three games. In the loss, the the terrible one, um, he had a he had a net rating of negative 17.8, and the offensive rating was 75.6, but the defensive rating was still spectacular, 93.4. So, it he's doing what he's supposed to. It's just the Jazz's offense right now with the pieces that they have. They're working with a, an island of misfit toys, and we all knew that was a scenario going into the season because of the loss of Gordon Hayward. Then they went out and signed Thabo and Jonas and 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 Epe Udo, and so you have an island of misfit toys already. But what's starting to your point, Rudy Gobert is starting to play play up to what he was in those two wins in the last two wins that they've had. He's um, he has when he's on the floor, they have a net rating of one point four, defensive rating of ninety five point four. Um, he, he's he's rebounding the ball really well. He's he doesn't have a lot of turnovers, and his effective field goal percentage is at fifty percent. Mm-hmm. And his usage rate is higher too, so he's getting more trust. He's he's trusting himself, and his team is trusting him. So well, it's starting was, to pay off. I was thinking about it. It's like. It's honestly, he has probably just had a hard time bending his knees very well. Like, it's hard to, like, get the low pass from a pick and roll and then gather and then explode to the rim. And he just hasn't had the ability to get down low, get the ball, go up and explode. And I think he'll be able to do that more and more. Because last year, you know, some of these guys out there talk about Rudy's hands. And I think sometimes it's not as much his hands as his just ability to get low to the ground. Because when he loses, when he loses that ability to lower his body... Um, and this is just me speculating. I could be totally off. Maybe Rudy lost his hands somewhere along the way with some of these injuries. But I, I just think he's honestly just recovering. His knees and legs are just finally – he's finally getting his legs under him. And, you know, he looked – he honestly was – there was a stretch in that Toronto game where he was just so dominant yeah. that uh, it was it was exciting to see. And it's – for Jazz fans, it's fun to see, you know – donovan out there getting more and this is a little tangent but just to see donovan getting time with rudy and starting to build some chemistry because rudy's been out for so long this year it's it's fun to watch that chemistry build yeah yeah half of donovan mitchell's rookie year has been spent not playing with rudy gobert 
Exactly. So uh, that there is going to be a learning curve, and that's necessary because the Jazz see that as their core. Um, what's What's also interesting in this in this time span is you know they've had two consecutive wins, and there's an opening right now. Um, unfortunately, because of Demarcus Cousins' injury, you know thoughts thoughts go out to you know Pelicans fans and Demarcus Cousins because that's just brutal injury. Whenever you hear of somebody getting an Achilles injury, it, it like breaks my heart because that's such a difficult thing to come back from, especially for a big man. He's 27 years old. He's going to be 28 when he comes back. And Jazz fans are really cognizant of what what that did to Mehmet Okur. Like that just oh, it was, that, that it was ended, over. Yeah, it ended his career. He and and part of that can be re- related to he tried to come back early from his injury. Um he like he it's it's a twelve month recovery, and he came back at like month eight, and then mm-hmm. the, he was back for about a month, and then they sh- shut him down, and then uh, and then a month later, uh, that was the Chicago Bulls game that effectively ended Jerry Sloan being with the Utah Jazz because he tr- he retired the next day, and then Darren Williams was traded about a week and a half later. So, like, Sometimes. yeah, that was the season. How was like that was what led into it. So, so, but because of that injury, you know, you have to look at the New Orleans Pelicans and wonder, uh, I I remember writing about a week and a half ago saying the Utah jazz are effectively out of the playoffs, barring a team, just having a collapse ahead of them And, and, and saying it would take, you know, a serious injury to a star. Well, here's that scenario. I know what happened. You have a you have a catastrophic injury to a star. Now you have the New Orleans Pelicans that before Demarcus Cousins has really had a rough go. Um, it's going to be interesting what, what they do at the trade deadline because they could look be a be a team that looks at Derek Favors possibly now. I don't know what they don't really have a lot of capital that they can trade other than their first round pick, and now that becomes dicey because that can be a lottery pick. So, so. Um, it's uh, it, it's interesting. Um, so with two consecutive wins, the Utah Jazz might be in a position, and, and, and where I'm going with this is we're talking about the trade deadline. And so the Jazz are sellers, but it could change what they're looking to get back from these deals. If they're mm-hmm. thinking they might be able to have an inside track to possibly get their – get back to the playoffs especially if they're looking at Rudy Gobert how he's been playing the last the last few games and you're like huh this core if we have everyone healthy we might have ourselves a, a playoff team we get Dante Exum maybe maybe back here here soon um depending depending on how the the rehab is going we're seeing more and more videos of him looking like he's well, and I think Close. they've reported that he's looking to come back after All Star break. So yeah, so I mean, it, barring any setbacks with that, I, they, the Jazz have themselves are are getting healthy at the right time of where they can make a playoff push. Mm-hmm. Um, and and honestly, with how good Donovan Mitchell is his rookie year, getting him any experience in the playoffs, I, and and this and I know, I know, I know, I've been the dude, I've been the dude who's been like, we should tank. And and I honestly thought so because I was like, oh, well, Rudy Gobert is going to come back. He's been having trouble with that knee. Is he going to be fully back? 
the you know trade deadline is going to be on a lot of a lot of guys' minds. We have a lot of expiring contracts, so a lot of people are in contract years. A lot of me, me, me. It just feel and and honestly, it didn't look like the team was putting it together. Last week, it's starting to look like Ricky Rubio's starting to play a little bit better. You have Rudy Gobert starting to look like Rudy Gobert. Donovan Mitchell, like, and here's the other thing that I was saying: rookies just don't produce and get their team to a playoffs if they're the dude that has to be the dude. It just doesn't happen. The last dude to do it was Carmelo. Mm-hmm. Like that's a that's a big point in time. Like if you think about Carmelo's rookie year, and now. There's not been a rookie that's led their team to the playoffs. So, so this I'm not, it's it's exciting. It's legitimate. I mean, I was that Toronto win was one of those wins that you could see the season turning around. Yeah. It really felt like that a little bit. And it did. I mean, you it like it. You beat a playoff contender in Toronto. Like that's nuts. And it was towards. And it was at the end of their. It was at the end of their uh, road, like their road trip. That wasn't like the first game where everyone's primed and ready to go. That's like the last one where everyone's like, "Man, we're almost back home." Like, ready to get back to my own bed and and go to practice and forget about the rest of the season. Right. It's <laughs> yeah. It's impressive. So leading into it, so there's some deals that you know we've started to hear. You know, we've heard we've heard the rumors of the Miritich trade, um, and and that's something that it it feels like. Um, it's been talked about, and both sides, it makes so much sense that it won't happen. It doesn't always feel yeah. like that. Like, there's, there's like, a deal out there. It's like, wow, you know, th- this is perfect for both teams. And then it never happens, and that's why it doesn't happen. It's, like, almost too perfect. And that's how I feel about the Miritich trade because it's just like, oh, this just feels like, like, the, 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 like it might make sense, but I just don't – I just don't well, know. Know if it if it finally gets done. Well, and Chicago is obviously digging their heels in on something, and I guess it's this: they want a first round pick for him. And personally, I would not give a first round pick for Miritich. Not Utah's, not Utah's. I feel like they need to have a different one if they were to do that. Yeah, if they can get a first round pick from someone else, great. But Utah first round picks for Utah, just the way our market is and the way we um, get talent, there's just no way you give up a first round pick for him. Maybe if there's a star out there that's available, you yeah. you know, but it's got to be a high level star, right? That... And, and and the way I look at Miritich too is just like, like Utah, like Utah has has a contract to match, you know, expiring that works for Chicago. But if they want to be able to get a you know a first rounder to make that happen. Like their first rounder, like to put this in, I and James knows I use this equivalent, like, like the the Chicago Bulls would be okay with a twenty dollar bill, but all Utah has is a, is about a fifty, and Chicago can't can't make change. And exactly. so and so that because Utah's Utah's first rounder has a chance to be a lottery pick if things you know if if these deals they make at the trade deadline don't work out well. And at that point, you know, if they don't work out well, then, you know, maybe these trades weren't the best. And then all of a sudden you, you, you know, maybe you lottery protect it. So you don't give it up this year, but then it's, it, it turns to, you know, an, uh, an unprotected in so many years. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then it's not really in your best favor. And, and the way Utah's pick is, is just like, uh, it, it did to your point, they build through the draft that, you know, these are, 
they're worth a lot more to a small market team than they are to a team like Chicago or New York or LA. So, so it's, it's, it, it doesn't quite match. Now, if they were able to get a, a late first rounder from, from somebody else, then we might be talking. I also wonder if Utah might, um, if a Miritich deal does happen with Utah and Chicago, the way I could see it happening is Utah doesn't want to give up that first rounder, so they play chicken with them until the very end of the trade deadline. And then Chicago's like, well, we, we don't want to be on the hook with this. At least we can get some cap space. And then maybe you know you see the Utah make a deal where they're able to get Miritich for maybe like favors and 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 a and a young and a young guy like Royce O'Neal or Tony Bradley. So they're like it's the equivalent of a late first rounder, but it's not not an actual first round draft pick. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's a deal in out there like that. Me personally, I just want them to do something that has us coming away from the season with without em- just not being empty handed because we've we went through that last summer with losing George Hill, we lost Gordon Hayward. Uh, we did have it with Paul Millsap and Paul Millsap Al Jefferson. And Al Jefferson. I mean I there were reasons why that I was not completely against those things, but at the same time it's like there's got to be something that's better than nothing. You know, I, if we take on a long-term contract of some sort and get a reasonable first-round pick, personally, I think that's worth it. And you make it work somehow with your salary cap. But I, I just want them to make something that makes it work. And then at the same time, like I want, I want them to do a, a, a move that allows Donovan and Dante when he comes back to play within a system that actually works because our starting lineup is just so bad that it just it doesn't work and I don't feel like we're maximizing Donovan Mitchell and Dante when he comes back their their growth potential I it's like it's it's stunting their growth right now and I just want to see a move that that frees that up right and and if you think that Dante Exum is a point guard or shooting guard or whatever of the future when you you have them next to Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert Donovan Mitchell because he's so far ahead pushes the Jazz's Jazz's um, window. I mean, they're more closely matched with Gobert's window than they are with Donovan Mitchell's. Mm-hmm. And so, what they're going to be able to. So, what that means is, well, it, it's it's almost like it's go time. And and and, and I, I've wrestled with this. Like, do you do you kind of sit back and you wait to see if you can get you know a good pick? But the thing is, is even if you got like a Luca, a Luca in this draft. Man. The chances of them contributing at the level that Donovan Mitchell is contributing this year is rare, even if it's a number one pick. Oh like what, yeah. What, what Donovan Mitchell is doing this year, and 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 we're getting kind of we're getting spoiled with that. Is it's just incredibly rare, not just with Utah, but with any team. You just don't have a a, a guy like this that's able to contribute and contribute at a high level. And so, say say even if Utah's able to get a Luca. He's aligned with Donovan Mitchell's, you know, forward progress, but then they're not they're, they're not aligned with you know Rudy Gobert, and you have Rudy Gobert for four years, so you have to you have to we're going to have to balance this. And so, what what I'm starting to come to a feeling of is Utah, even if they're not if they miss the playoffs this year, they're going to be making moves that more align with Rudy Gobert's prime. And huh. and so what that what that means is they're going to probably be like okay, 
Well, we have. Uh, that's why Miritich might be in there. I I don't I don't see Utah going after Kevin Love by any means. Like every single time I see something that says Kevin Love is here, while that might be great, I just don't see them going after Kevin Love because of the draft the the capital that is required to be able to make that deal. You're having to give up a first round draft pick, Rodney Hood, cap space, and then then you're still looking at that like being like, okay, well, if this does not work, we have nothing to fall back on and nothing to build around Donovan Mitchell. Mm-hmm. So that's that that. That's why a Miritich deal still makes sense, but like I said, I still look at that. And I'm like, it's so perfect. It's not going to work. It's not going to happen. I just, uh, um, even though I, uh, the last report that that Andy had is they're still talking, but nothing's been going on. So, so um, well, and that's that's going to be honestly. It feels like every day that doesn't happen. It feels less likely because it is a win now move, and you know maybe. I mean, I guess it could. Ha- it, it's if we start winning a lot more games, it, I guess it does become more likely. We keep this winning streak going. Maybe the Jazz kind of change their minds. Yeah, I, I, I don't. Uh, it, it will be interesting because at the end of the day, one of the other things that is great is Utah has. Um, if 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 they do nothing, they're going to get a get a quite a bit of cap space from Derek Favors and Joe Johnson. Um, so the thing that I just want to see is I just. Wanna- want to see donovan mitchell playing within an offensive system that that has space and flows it doesn't have to be perfect it doesn't have to be uh the best system or well, I, I just want to see him playing with a stretch four and pre- and ricky rubio playing well because that means the jazz are going to win a lot of games and donovan's going to be maxed out to his best potential and and that's a perfect system for dante exum to kind of just slowly ease his way back in the lineup after his shoulder injury and so I just want to see a move that just helps us with the future. I mean, this is a tall order maybe, but just helps us in the future, but also kind of frees up uh, the offense. I, honestly, if if it ends up that we get picks and, and Jonas Drebko is our starting power forward, I personally am fine with that. <laughs> yeah. Like, because uh, I think that uh, helps the system more. Yeah, I think it, it, it's hard. Like, like looking at what they have – like you can see teams that tried to accelerate when they got a really promising rookie and it blew up in their face. Like the first round of LeBron James with the Cavaliers. Like they tried to accelerate because they're like, this guy's the truth, which he was. But then they tried to find do a lot of win now moves and all of a sudden they just didn't have a lot of talent around him. Same thing happened with Anthony Davis. They're like, this guy's amazing. And then they tried to do all these win now moves and they and when they did not work, there was no backup plan. There's no plan B to it. Mm-hmm. And so when I look at Donovan Mitchell, like it, um, what's nice is the Jazz already have another cornerstone piece in Rudy Gobert, which is means they're much further ahead along than these other teams that, you know, okay, you got Anthony Davis on the Pelicans, and you're like, well, there's literally no one else. It's like Anthony Davis and everybody else. Um, same thing with LeBron James with uh, the Cavaliers. It's like, okay, we have LeBron, and that's it. Um, yeah, I mean, those LeBron teams were pretty – I mean, it was remarkable how little talent he had around him. And uh, how much he carried them. And so so exactly. it, it, with this is Utah does have a, a, a once-in-a-generation type of defensive player with Rudy Gobert um, when he's healthy. And so – when you have when you have both of those, okay, that's a that's a good start. Now the hope is is if Dante Exum can return, okay, 
Now we have, you know, now we have uh, that really fast slasher um, that, I mean, sometimes a lot of teams use their small forward for, but if you're doing that, you know, from the guard position, hey, that we, we can work with that. That just means Utah has to find, um, has to find almost, uh, like, Joe Ingles can fit that bill, but they're, they're still, uh, but that means they need spacing from the power forward position. And so that's that's really where Amiritich would come in. Now, we've been leading with all this trade talk, but what we're kind of excited about, I haven't looked at this, is uh, Hoops Hype had an article come out today. Ooh. James, James, you excited about this? Oh, so, I mean, titillated. Okay, so they had an, uh, had a um, three possible places that Rubio could land. And so we have uh, purposefully, we haven't looked at it because um, Ricky Rubio – uh, it was reported by Sam Amick that uh, Rubio um, actually has been drawing interest, and he has a market. Who knew? And so, um, and so, and Utah's been semi-open with the idea with trading it, Ricky, evidently, which would kind of make sense because when Ricky was brought in initially, when you think about it, when he was brought over for 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 Gordon, like they sent him over for, you know, like trying to recruit him. And then Ricky was in Spain for like forever and they never formally introduced him. Exactly. And I'm sure there was trade talks going on. Yeah. Which almost felt like, you know, they, they had made the move and almost told him, Hey, if if we can, we might, might find you another, another thing. So, you you know, you don't have to, you know, go this ride with us maybe. But anyway, but if they're truly, you know, trying to find another place that almost feels like, you know, they're continuing what they were doing possibly in the summer. So, so with that said, Rubio's has a market and our, our, our man, Frank Urbina um, from Hoops Hype was like, Hey, uh, this is, um, you heard three possible trades. So three potential trade packages for Ricky Rubio. So we're going to go to the first one. James nor I have read these. We have no idea. This could be bad. This could backfire. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's up there. there. Yeah, yeah. Now watch that. Watch your like. So, so here is here is the deal. Here here is the deal. So, so the final package. So, the New York Knicks would get Ricky Rubio. <laughs> the Utah Jazz would I'm get nervous. get would get Miritich and then Chicago Bulls would get Courtney Lee and a lottery protected 2018 first rounder. I actually really like that. Well, let's see. So we get Miritich, we get Miritich and, and, and so, yeah, so we get Miritich and then the Utah jazz. This is what's so great about this. Utah jazz still keep their cap space. Like these haven't touched Rodney hood. They haven't touched Derek favors. They haven't touched uh, Joe Johnson. That, you know what? I like it. I I mean, we get Miritich, we get our stretch big. Uh, that provides a nice avenue for Donovan to play point guard more. Um, so Cor- Chicago gets Courtney Lee, who's a nice wing, a very high-level shooter, and, and then and, the Knicks get Ricky Rubio. And the Knicks get rid of a contract, too, yeah. And so... Uh, uh, I don't know if... I, is all the Knicks get Ricky Rubio, then? Yeah, they just get Ricky Rubio. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if the Knicks say yes to that. I I know. Like I'm looking at that. And I'm like, well, Phil Jackson isn't there anymore. He's not going to do this. <laughs> That's right. 
If I'm the Jazz, I do that. Oh well, yeah, I'm like they're, they're, because the Jazz don't keep their cap space. We're like, what? Really? We get Miritich? Okay. And then they're like, we're gonna move favors and Rodney Hood and get something. We can even like build another thing. Like, like every single time I see something with that. Okay, so, so, so if we're gonna do that, one being the worst, ten being the best, what would you give that? Uh, I give. I mean, in terms of the Jazz, that'd be uh, that's that's like an eight. That's a yeah. That's, that's... A, I'd say that's like an eight for me as well. Like that's really good. Um. Now, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being that's likely to get done, 1 being uh, that's probably not going to get done, where are you giving it? That's like a, that's like a 3. Yeah, I was going to say Because the too. Knicks aren't – Courtney Lee's really good. Yeah, Courtney, Courtney Lee's, Lee's really good. Um, and I, they want to – Knicks want to make playoffs. I would say, though, they do play fast, and it would be fun to see Ricky Rubio with, with Porzingis. Like them, because here's the thing that really pains me, and, and, and I feel so, like Rubio, this is why it's it just never really fit between Rubio and Utah. Rubio is it, like like Andre Karolinko, he's a wild horse. You need him out in, in transition all the time, just playing his crazy style. And in Utah, we're like, we're like, we're going to play slow. We're going to break it down in the half court. And it's like everything that he's not. Like we're trying to saddle him and and, 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 and make him like a carriage horse. He, uh, he, when he's playing well, his teams play well. Uh, the, the one thing that that could – I mean here's actually one thing that – it could be the reason that they do do it or it could be the reason that they don't. It kind of depends on how much play do they want to give to Nili Kina, their new rookie point guard. Yes. Do they do they want to do they want a uh, like a mentor in Ricky Rubio? But I I still give that a three because Courtney Lee is a really good player and a better sh- is a really good shooter and you're bringing Ricky Rubio who you know is shooting well the last five games but overall for his career is like a thirty percent three point shooter. I, yeah. I, I, I well, just don't here's see the it. other thing too. Frank is losing minutes to Trey Burke. That's true. Trey Burke and, is balling. And and here's the other thing too. Trey Burke, because he is so focused on rehabbing his career, he is he he, he has no interest in helping um helping a point guard, you know, find his way or be you know be a mentor to him. The one thing that Ricky Rubio has been absolutely stellar and this this, this it seems like every single time you're talking about Ricky Rubio is like this dude is so good. And, 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 and I mean like a good guy. Like he's just like – he's just innately good. Um, mm-hmm. Like Donovan Mitchell has been, has credited Ricky Rubio to helping him get better as a ball handler and helping him get better as a passer. And so if you're looking at the Chicago Bulls and you're like, man, Frank really need, just needs some, someone to really be there and help him out, Ricky, Ricky would be that dude. Like Ricky would definitely be that dude. Mm-hmm. So, so, okay. Not a – that's a fun trade, though. It's not ridiculous. Yeah. I, I okay. I, I will be. I'll be honest. I didn't expect him to come like out of the gate like with something that fire. Like I wasn't expecting that at all. Like, like that's kudos to him. That was that that was that was big time. That was big time. Okay. Okay. So let's go on. <laughs> okay. So the next one involves the Indiana Pacers. Okay. Okay. So, um. So this would be. Oh, geez. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't like this, but l- 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 let's just just do it anyway. Okay. So um, it would be Ricky Rubio for Darren Collison 
and a 31 through 44 protected 2018 second round pick. Who who protects a, two, a second round pick? What the f- <laughs> That's where you're getting into the technicalities. Like, uh, in, like if you're if, if I'm if I'm a GM and dude's like we're gonna protect your second round pick, I'm like you're trash and you know it. You're gonna give it up. Like that's like I'm not gonna I'm, I'm not gonna like like you're gonna nitpick. Like I'm giving you like I'm taking on Darren Collison for crying out loud. But anyway, okay, your thoughts is there? Uh, I guess you're getting a pick, but I mean, is Darren? I don't know if the pick is good enough. I mean, I just don't feel like Darren Collison is better than Ricky Rubio. Uh, probably a better shooter, obviously, but in terms of defense, I doubt it. And uh, I, I don't know. You're getting like a lottery-protected second-round pick. That's like that's like drinking diet. Uh, that's like drinking stale diet Coke or something. That, yeah, like, I don't, I, I don't know. Like, like, like at least it's Coke, but... Yeah, like I'm looking at that know. trade. I'm like, well, technically I, we ask. did trade Ricky Rubio, so I mean, it is a trade. Like, <laughs> yeah, like this is a trade <laughs> that could uh, happen. But if you called it in, they'd they'd let you do it. But like, I, D- Darren Collison, I mean, he's not having the worst year with Indiana. Well, um, and I don't want to get too deep into it, but I think Darren Collison has a few sketchy little things in his past that I don't know would fly with the Millers. Yeah, um, that, that's the other thing too. It's like the thing about Ricky Rubio is if you're bringing somebody over, you want to make sure that you're, they're matching like the the culture of your your team too. Because Ricky Rubio, for for the for the shortcomings that he's had this year, he's he's one good dude. Oh, he like makes you proud to be a fan of the jazz. He just like, honestly, I mean, he, in his, his hobby is like helping give out presents to kids with cancer. That's his, that's just his hobby. Yeah. Uh, like I, the dude, 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 his hobby is helping kids with cancer. Like that, yeah. like you don't, like you don't get better than that. Like that is like, seriously, you, he's like the NBA's know, uh, Gandhi. Well, and he's an incredible teammate. He's a good mentor. He's a good sport with Joe Ingles jokes. Uh, he, uh, he, he is, uh, just the perfect mentor for a point guard like Donovan Mitchell. And and here's the weird thing too. He's really good at making Donovan Mitchell look even better, you know? And so there's no pressure on Donovan Mitchell. He gets to look good while also getting the mentorship from Rubio. He learns how to be a pro's pro, Mm -hmm. the best type of pro you could possibly imagine. It's not like when Ennis Cantor was learning his offensive habits from Al Jefferson, yeah. Or his defensive habits, you know? That's like, this is the best type of mentorship you can get. Because Donovan's already proven to be uh, just a great shooter. Yeah. And everything that Ricky Rubio does, it's kind of like everything that Ricky Rubio has and does, if you could just give it to Donovan Mitchell skill-wise, makes him just Insane. the perfect yeah, the perfect guard. Perfect guard, yeah. So I look at this trade um, for Indiana. I'd like, I would love the fit with Ricky Rubio in with the Pacers because they play so darn fast. Mm-hmm. So I like the fit for them. I'm not sure how Collison fits with Utah. That's the thing. I don't. I don't know if I want to do that trade. Like, like you. Like the way I look at it for Utah. Utah's looking for either either a wing or a stretch four, and this accomplishes yeah. neither of those. So it's it, like the way I look at this is like, well, technically we traded point guards. So yeah, I I, I don't I don't know if I do this or not. As far as that trade, that's just a thumbs down for me. Yeah. 
I, I mean, I look at it like it's good for Indiana. Um, technically, we made a trade, but yeah, that is a trade that we could choose to do. Yes, that's, that's yeah. That, I mean, that's kind of one of those things where it's like, well, the trade machine says it is a trade. It, you could call it in if you wanted. Yes, uh, that's just one of those things. It, it, I don't know. That would feel to me like when remember when Milwaukee and uh, it was like Milwaukee, Philadelphia, and and Phoenix. They all traded point guards, and you're like, well, technically, this is something you can do. <laughs> So, like, that's how it feels to me. It's just like, this is, uh, this doesn't, like, the thing that I don't like about it is, like, this, this, this makes no, uh, this does not put in, this doesn't keep in mind that Utah really looks at the loss of Dante Exum as much, has affected the season as much as the loss of Rudy Gobert. So, it, 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 it's like, it's, if the Jazz didn't have Exum, Maybe I could see why why you do this, but this one, no, 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 no. I I just don't. Oh, think. Collison's going to come in cutthroat to earn another contract. Like, yeah, yeah. I just don't. You want to? I don't see how no. that's going to work. No, and plus, like, it's just like, why am I getting a protected second rounder? I, I, I like, what? Like, why, why, why do I need that? It's, okay. If someone comes at you, you immediately hang up the phone if they say protected second round pick. That's like immediately, all right, bye. Like, sorry. Yeah, how how did we get, like, we got Miritich for, for only giving up Ricky Rubio. Yeah. Like, I, it, 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 so that's a, that's a home run for us, but this one is not. This is a, a yucky trade. Yeah, I don't, I don't, like, I, nah. No, 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 Okay. Okay. So here we go. Um, so the last one that we have on here is with Orlando. Okay. So you ready? If you're going to say the name, I think you're going to say. Yeah, totally. DJ Augustine. No. No, there's also another one. Evan Fournier. And DJ Augustine for Ricky Rubio and Alec Burks. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Do they really want to get rid of Evan Fournier? And honestly, how good is Evan Fournier? Is is Evan Fournier actually good? Or is the idea of Evan Fournier good? Like, it's like that time I was, like, going... I went through a haunted house with this one girl, and, and she kind of looked kind of in the haunted house and she was all scared and I was like oh I could see that and then it turned into the worst relationship of my life and that's what I'm wondering with Evan Fournier when we talk about Evan Fournier like looks nice he's French he'd be friends with Rudy uh, <laughs> but is he really better than Rodney Hood is he you know yeah I I don't know if you could I mean you could argue that Rodney Hood's going to be a better player in the long run I don't know if I like the trade Honestly. Yeah, so so we so you get so we move Evan Fournier, so Ricky Rubio and Alec Burks. Mm-hmm. Um, Evan Fournier's contract. Here's the thing about Evan Fournier that is that is hard for me to swallow. Is Evan Fournier has a salary of seventeen mil a Ooh, year? Boy. So and Alec Burks, like when you compare Alec Burks and Evan Fournier, they both have a player efficiency rating of fifth. So Burks has one of fifteen point five. And Fournier has one of fifteen point seven, 
So this is definitely one where it's just like, man, we're really taking care of our favorite Frenchman. I mean, he's shooting 39% from three, 46% from the field, 15.6 PER. He's not bad, but is he 17 million good? I Yeah, oof. so that's a that's a oof. Like for me, if you get if you're getting Evan Fournier, so when I look at the Jazz at this trade deadline, um oh, oh, we forgot one thing on the last trade, on the last trade. On a scale of 1 to 10, would you do it? How do you like it? The last trade for me was a 1. Yeah, that was a strict 1 for me. Um, because of that, though, I do think it's a, a seven out of possibility. Yeah, like watch it happen. <laughs> like, happen. No, that's gonna be the one. It's gonna be like, of course, this is the one. Um, <laughs> well, I think the reason why the Magic are looking to move Fournier is because they have um, they have Aaron Gordon and Gordon and Isaac, Jonathan Isaac, and you're gonna look to you know try to get him minutes. You don't think it's because they accidentally search his last name once in a while? Oh, that's true too. I... The, the never Google guys. By the way, well, maybe you'll do it, but never Google Fournier. Just putting that out there. Well, just make sure you do it in an incognito browser, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and maybe near a toilet. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, just, uh, just keeping that out there. But um, like, yeah, like, oh man, I don't. It was Evan Fournier, and who was the other piece? Uh, G.J. Augustine. Yeah, no, thanks. Uh, I Honestly, for me personally, I just want to not have anything in the way of of a backcourt of Dante Exum and Donovan Mitchell in the future. Or Don, somewhere Dante in the lineup, whether he's a 2, a 3, a 1, whatever he is, just getting him on the floor and not having someone like a D.J. Augustine or Darren Collison who are going to be playing for contracts getting in the way yeah. and you know what else and i'll just be honest like quinn snyder has a penchant for playing those guys he like you know you've got to consider that it he, does he i'm surprised we're not guys. getting shelvin mack in this like this exactly is, like this is the That's thing right. like they're looking at this like i'm telling you right now you 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 flip and you put shelvin mack this is like the dream trade for for quinn snyder and here's a funny thing the jazz's <laughs> win uh win total does not change uh by um, by getting DJ Augustine and Evan Fournier, but somehow the Orlando Magic lose six wins. So I don't. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm just surprised these are all around Rubio. I I uh, I, I mean I, I guess it's because he's drawing interest. So like I, I will say this: if you game, if, but... if you could if you could move Ricky Rubio and Alec Burks and you get uh, Evan Fournier. And then, I mean, basically, the reason the Jazz are able to get Evan Fournier in this is they're giving up, uh, they're allowing the Magic to get be free of DJ Augustine, and then they get a wing player, and they get some experience. I think one of the things that Orlando really needs, Orlando would really need a guy like Ricky Rubio, like, mm-hmm. a, a, like a pro's pro type of guy. Just a veteran who plays hard. I mean, that's another thing Ricky does. He plays hard. He doesn't mm-hmm. take games off. And and he's just got so much value in terms of just yeah mentorship, which Orlando would be ecstatic. Yeah. Uh, so I, I look at this, and uh, but Evan Fournier, so you still have him for three three more years and seventeen mil. Ugh, I mean, it, it could be worse, but 
the other thing I look at this is if you're making this type of deal, then you definitely have to move favors and and get Miritich. Like you can't you can't do one of these deals in a, a vacuum. Uh, I I that's why when I look at this, okay, first of all, before we go on this tangent, uh, scale one to ten, how much do you like it? Uh, I I don't hate it. I'd give it like a four. I'm at a six. I'm at a six because yeah. I'm because I do think like Evan Fournier, like he's he's playing okay basketball. I also I do think he would play better under Quinn Snyder. I like I look at that and he'd be with Rudy Gobert. Uh, Quinn Snyder knows how to use guys of his skill set, and I look at that and I'm like, you know what? I could see him like taking a step up in the Jazz's system because it, it is that advantage basketball, and I could see him getting more opportunities. My one other thing is I. And this may I might be totally off, but I honestly feel like Donovan Mitchell is going to do things for this team. He's already doing things we've never seen before with his team, like drawing interest from national media and other superstars. I feel like Donovan Mitchell has a legit chance to bring other star players here. And I get scared that putting on that much salary of Evan Fournier might get in the way of that or maybe deter a possible wing. Right. Uh so I don't know. That's just my other little thought. But. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I would see that. I do think his his recruiting ability. I think it's going to be more tailored to you can trade for a star, and then you're able to get them to feel comfortable with re-signing, uh, as as opposed to maybe like actually signing a free agent. Like that's my thoughts. But I mean, with Donovan Mitchell, he's really surprising me with what's possible. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, too, I mean, look at what the Cleveland Cavaliers—they had trouble getting people to sign over there. With you know, when LeBron was LeBroning, when it all was it's true, was in first. the end, it comes down to money. It comes to money and market, and so, and so sometimes you you know you really just got to trade for that. Uh, but so, so, uh, and then realistically, one through ten, ten being most likely, one being least likely. Um, I'd say it's a five. I, I mean, yeah, the Jazz could talk themselves into it. I yeah, think. I would say it's about four or five. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a deal. Like, because the thing I do look at is like Ricky Rubio. You are going to be paying him for he's on 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 the hook for fourteen mil for one more year after this. So if you're able to get one more, you know, flip a Ricky Rubio year for Evan Fournier, and then you have two more years after that. And you didn't have to extend Rodney Hood, who might be getting more than 17 mil. Uh-huh. And you were able to lose the Alec Burks contract. That might be something you look at. I I could see him. I could see him talking themselves into it. Yeah. Um, but my tangent is, I do think if the Jazz make a trade, they're not just making one trade. I think they're making a couple because if you you go after Miritich, then all of a sudden it's like, okay, it's going to be in concert with something else. Like I think a Fournier trade would be great if it's in concert with a Miritich move. Mm-hmm. Because then all of a sudden you're like, hey, we have Evan Fournier who is um, this, 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 if we're moving Rodney Hood, then, you know, we brought in this, and we brought in Evan Fournier in, in uh, to, to fill that vacancy. Or if you moved, um, if you're moving favors and you're like, okay, we got Miritich, and and then now all of a sudden, like if you have a Ricky Rubio 
Uh, if you move Ricky Rubio for Evan Fournier, then all of a sudden, okay, we have our lineup of Dante Exum, uh, Dante Exum, Donovan Mitchell, Evan Fournier, Miritich, Gobert. Oh, I, I actually really like that. I really like that a lot. Kind of fun. That sounds fun. Kind of fun. That sounds fun. Like, um, it, 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 that's a team that's going to play fast too. That's, oh my goodness. You getting tingles? Um, <laughs> so, nice. so that's that's an interesting move. That, I, I would say that's a that's that's a, that that'd be fun. Um, but but the other thing too, and and this is what's hard. Like, if if I was making just a strictly basketball move, and it was just like the numbers, Ricky Rubio, he hasn't been cutting it, making the move, it would be so much easier. But what may, what's so hard about trading Ricky Rubio? Let's get soft here. Is the dude just like like such a good culture fit? Like the thing about Ricky Rubio, since he's been here, he is such an amazing culture fit for Utah. Like well, he won like love fit. He won like Sportsman of the Year or the Month once mm-hmm. on our team. Like he's he's just an incredible um, cog. Ah. Basketball wise, it's pretty fun. I don't know if it takes you over the top, like puts you as a contender, but it does make you a playoff team. It does make you a playoff team. I think the thing, the other thing when the Jazz are making these moves to keep in mind is A, they want to get back to the playoffs and they want to maximize Rudy Gobert's prime. But the other thing too is you kind of have to time these moves that, that you're still able to have flexibility when the Golden State Warriors demise happens. Not necessarily go after Golden State Warriors players, but then th- there's the opening. There's the opening to take it when when the West opens up again, because mm-hmm. the Spurs yeah. are, Spurs aren't gonna because the Spurs are gonna be um are gonna be kind of on the decline a little bit um with with uh, Lamarcus Aldridge and and Kawhi Leonard getting to the end of their contracts, and then you also have you know the Houston Rockets are gonna be um gonna you know you have Chris Paul aging and whatnot, but then you'd have this core. Then all of a sudden you're like, okay, we have Donovan Mitchell, who's this great player. We have him for the next eight years. And now it's time to build talent around him and go towards that. And so, and so if you have this once in a generation type player where Donovan Mitchell looks special, then yeah, let's, let's build, let's get playoffs, let's get him some, let's get him some playoff experience, but then let's also make sure that we're, we're able to, Put you know the the logs on the fire and get ready to go when when the Golden State Warriors are not able to pay to keep their team together. Exactly, and it it's going to come at some point. There's going to be a point where you know Clay Thompson. Who knows if he resigns? Maybe he does, but I don't know. You've got to be ready, and you can't you can't be waiting too much. Even though me personally, there wasn't an upside that I didn't get uh, attracted to. I I am a fan of upside like nobody else. But uh, you've got to be willing to make moves to win. And I I don't know. Donovan is good now. Rudy's good now. Dante is getting close to being really good. Honestly, I feel like he would have been really good now. But he got hurt. He was my Jazz pick. Are... He was my pick for breakout player this year. Like, I really thought, like, he was going to go nuts this year. It makes me so mad that he got hurt. Cause... I know. And so... It, it's just like we've got to be ready to go. Dante is going to be ready. We just need a few more pieces that fit. And I guess, yeah, if you've got – they're not superstars, but, uh, you know, if you can get a Fournier and a, and a Miritich, all of a sudden your team's – you've got a really nice starting lineup. Yeah, I, I think so. So, well, 
with that, you know, in this week, we'll probably get called an end because, you know, we're going to probably be ready for an emergency podcast when, yeah. uh, when, when the, when the trade goes through, uh, I'm, man, I want to, I want to trade and I want to trade so bad. Like this, oh, this, I've just been waiting. I've just been waiting. Like the reason I want to trade so bad is because it just, it's just felt like unfinished business since the, this off season because the Utah Jazz weren't really able to like, by the time Gordon Hayward signed in, it was just like we were getting table scraps and I want to like, I, I just want the, this to, I, I want a mulligan. I want a mulligan on the off season. So I want, mm-hmm. Like it just, I just have a bitter taste from the off season. I just want a win, and not, not I mean, we're getting wins, of course. You know, Jazz won, but but you know, like a, a like a front office win. Like we haven't had that. Mm-hmm. We want that, I, and I just want to know what our team is. You know, because the team, I'm sure the team itself feels like it's a little in flux. Like, well, what's going to happen when? Right, like and, all the moves this summer were all with that. You know, they're just like. Everyone can really see that. It's just like, hey, we really don't fit together, and this really feels like we were the best available. Like, they know. Like, it's just like employees at a job when things aren't quite working well. It's not like everyone's like, yeah, this is great. This is everything, you know? It's just like, yeah, we kind of suck. This is the best we could get at the time. So I'm... Mm-hmm. So with with this, like, I, I bet you, you know, everyone's kind of looking at this like, okay, well, you know, whoever's left here after the trade deadline, like, that's that's really our squad moving forward. Mm-hmm. And so. And it'll be just fun to find out who it is and root for him. Yeah. I it, just, I, it will. And I'm an impatient person, too. So I just want to know. Come on, Dennis. Let's yeah. do this. Let's go. Let's roll. Let's do this. We, we, got, we got some great trades like Ricky Rubio for LeBron. Uh, Rodney Hood and <laughs> R- Rodney Hood and and uh, uh, Derek Favors for Kevin Love. I, I'm just gonna say, what do you think of Alec Burks for insert great player? That's... Yeah, like, what do you think? Have you have you guys like thrown this around yet? Guys... If I had a dollar for every Alec Burks trade that's been thrown around, like uh, I love that. I like every after every game that Rudy, uh, Alec Burks has a rough game, like our comment section turns into like, well. I bet we need to trade Alec Burks. It was just like, oh, yeah, because every team is just like, hey, you know that terrible game that Alec Burks had? Let's go after that guy. Exactly. Like, <laughs> like, like I love how that's like every de facto like fan's response where you're like, he's trash. Let's trade him. Like 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 somebody else is like, yeah, that's that's exactly what I want. Sure like, glad he's playing terrible because like, now I really want him. Yeah, like that's, it reminds me of like like – I mean, me and my wife like go somewhere and something tastes funky. My wife's like, "Yeah, this tastes really weird. Try it." You're like, "Okay, yeah, you sold me on this. Like, I'm all ready. Let's do this." So, and after the fact, you're real glad you did it. Yeah, you're always like, you're always like, "Yeah, this is this is what I want." So, like, I I feel like, yeah, like this team has been in flux. Like, it's always felt like we've had like the the replacements you know, for most of the season. And we've had like the bright spot of Donovan Mitchell, but we've had injuries. We have all these things. And so with Dante Exum getting close to returning, Rudy Gobert back in the lineup and then trade deadline where you're able to actually get pieces that fit and the jazz being sellers at a time when a lot of people are buying, this is a opportune time for them to get the pieces that they want and to, and to pick up, pick up where they left off with the, with, with the off season. So this is an exciting time. 
We'll be at the we'll be at the ready, uh, our SLC dunkers, uh, when when there is a trade to have an emergency podcast to tell you how the Utah Jazz will win the championship with insert player here. I will exactly. say I will say this before we get uh, uh, and end the podcast. Want to know my like my secret like guy that I really want the Jazz to trade for, and I have no basis, I have no facts around this. I just think he would be great if he was in the Utah Jazz uniform. No stats behind this. Mario Hizoha. Oh yeah. <laughs> from Orlando. I that. I'm all about that. Like and 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 uh James can speak to this. Whenever we talk like, you know, r- regular, I always like I always just like give him absolute crap for upside picks. Like I always joke around with him like he's a guy in NBA two K that trades like every person who would be worth their salt if it means like he could get a second rounder or a first rounder out of him. Like he, I'm all about those first like, like, a first round pick. Like your team is like a bunch of G Leaguers and Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert and you've traded them all for like first round picks. And so <laughs> so like I give him a hard time, but I really ha I have this feeling and this is only because I watched YouTube videos of Mario before he came over <laughs> to the NBA, so it's completely unfounded and not based in reality. Every Orlando Magic fan is like, dude, let's trade with this guy. He has no idea what he's talking about, probably. But I really think, like, I really think uh, if Mario was able to come over here, I think he would get some good development. Uh, the one well, thing that has always really impressed me, Utah has done a really good job with wing players, sans Alec Burks, because Alec Burks, A, had to deal with injuries and Tyrone Corbin, so it was like a double whammy. So... Uh-huh. Well, uh, even Alec Burks has played well at mo- at times this year, and he's had times where he hasn't. But I, I, even Alec Burks has played well this year. Yeah, at times. And, and and I've really liked like what um what Quinn Snyder's been able to do with Gordon Hayward, with Joe Ingles, and now Donovan Mitchell, and um and then also what he's done with Royce O'Neal. Um, it it seems seems like he's 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 great at 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 taking at developing. Like the Utah Jazz have shown, they have a penchant for developing young players, and I think. Bringing it over Mario would be kind of a low risk thing to be able to figure it out. And if not, if he doesn't figure it out, well, you still hold his rights, and you might be able to get a killer deal to help him develop longer. So that's my fi- that's my final dream player. That no, would- my final dream player is it Bender? And maybe it's it's a uh, it's a first round draft pick. Oh, of course it is. It is <laughs> insert player here from draft. <laughs> his name is Miles Bridges. Yeah, check it. Miles He's Bridges. Really good. It's. Shout out Miles Bridges. You heard it here first. From it's from your buddy James. Yeah, it's, it's, it's insert player here from Blank State University. <laughs> That's right. Because they could probably. They, they might be able really to come good. in and put in insert stat here. To yeah. The Utah hey. Jazz and really contribute in a blank here way. Well, I know that the Jazz are doing their homework, but they did send. Uh, oh, their head of scouting. I forgot his name, but he was at the Oklahoma game. Watching Trey Young, I think Trey his name Young, is. Yeah, Trey Young. Who's Dude, getting a lot of first round, first overall buzz. Yeah, he is. He is. Um, he would be getting even more buzz if he went to Oklahoma State. Go Cowboys. Go Pokes. <laughs> Cowboy up. <laughs> you? I didn't even know. Are you a Cowboys fan? I, I served my mission at uh, at Oklahoma State University, so I I lived in Stillwater. Ah. So, um, and I just hate Sooner fans. Oh, well. There you, you go. Know. I did. I don't know, but I've, I've, that sounds reasonable. Also, boiler up. <laughs> That's right. Boiler up, Oklahoma. Boiler up, boiler up. Cowboy. Oklahoma up. City. Okay. See. Shout out. 
Okay, so um, so we'll end on that. So uh, check us out on the good old iTunes and SoundCloud. Subscribe. Uh, and, of course, hit us up at SLC Dunk. Read our stuff, please. It keeps the lights on. And then uh, follow us on Twitter.com. Uh, you can also follow us, um, like us, on the good old Facebook. And like us on Instagram because we put up pictures and stuff. Because it's, like, cool and everything. So follow us. Hit us up. You guys have a great weekend. Well, it's the end of the weekend. Have a great week. And go get a trade. Talk to you later, guys. Peace, bye.